what? We got uh we got Pastor Jim Bean here and Mike trying our uh <laughs> trying our hand on our at this podcast thing again, right? That's right. <laughs> Let's see if we can figure this out. Uh work in progress, right? So um yeah, I just thought that we we could start out by doing an intro. Um quick intro, you know? We'll uh you know, you talk about yourself and why you wanted why you got into this and uh I'll talk a little bit about myself and um yeah, we'll make this uh podcast episode 1.5 maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So, yeah, Sounds good. So yeah, so Pastor Jim, why don't you uh yeah, just well, well let me give why, you my, you my background. Yeah, let's uh, do this. A lot of people know I am originally from Gary, Indiana. I was born there. I lived there until I was about 11 years old. My parents moved to Burnsville, Minnesota, and you talk about culture shock. <laughs> <laughs> Going from Gary to Burnsville, it reminds me of that that uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh went yeah, from uh, West Philly to Bel Air. <laughs> That's oh, what yeah. it felt like, you know, just going from one part of the the country to another, being around, uh, being in a predominantly black area to a predominantly white area. You know, it was it was real. Uh, it was a challenge. It was a challenge at first, but I see now that it has made me a well-rounded person, and I wouldn't I wouldn't change that for anything. And so I always tell people um, I'm a product of the church. My parents. Um, I grew up in a good Christian home. My dad was a deacon early on. He later became a pastor. Uh, my mom, she was a great mother. She was a stay-at-home mother at first, but then she began to get in the workforce once we moved to Minnesota. And I just say that they they put good boundaries out there for my five siblings, and I was the oldest of five. And so when I say I'm a product of the church, well, I they taught us right from wrong. They taught us the Bible, and they lived it before us. Uh, they were they weren't perfect, but they were really good examples of uh, a person striving for perfection and trying to live a godly lifestyle. And so I'm forever grateful for my parents. I'm all, I'm forever grateful for uh, the church that we used to go to back in Gary, Indiana. That church is called Bible Way, Church of God's Word. And you talk about a good group of people, people who loved each other unconditionally. Uh, we had our issues, but within that city of Gary, Indiana, even though it was rough, it it was uh, poverty stricken. It was gang infested. In in the walls of that church, that that bond that we had, um, it 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 was real. And even today, uh, if we visit, whenever I go back, or a lot a lot of people have moved out of Gary. When I go visit them, it seems like that bond has never ever went anywhere, and it is a sincere love that we've had. So, uh, you talk about the love of Christ that. That's my background, and sports is a big part of my background. Uh, when we moved here to Minnesota, uh, I, I fell in love with football. Back in Gary, you know, this is during the time of the 85 Bears. You know, you talk 85 Bears in that area, Chicago, Gary, even around the country, Yeah, that was great football, great football. And so yeah. – Football was one of my favorite sports, and and I ended up playing high school and 
until uh, this day, still have the record for most rushing touchdowns, most rushing yards, and most carries. And two of my brothers are on that all-time list as well. And so football was my dream. Uh, went went on to play Division One football for the Minnesota Gophers, you know, and, and came up shy from a, a, attaining my long-term dream, which is to play in the NFL. But I did achieve the dream of playing Division One football in the Big Ten Conference, uh, earning a scholarship, and just having a great time. And so uh, as pastor, now currently of Valor Ministries, it's a true startup church. We are two years into it. And um, back in 2004, right when I got married, um, the late Marion Barber, I, I don't know if you know, Marion Barber was a running back. He was a Minnesota Gopher. He went on to play for the Dallas Cowboys and then the, the, the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Uh, we started a Bible study back in 2004. And actually, Thomas DePay, he was another Minnesota Gopher running back. He played for the Eagles. And I remember Thomas calling me and saying, hey, you're back there in Minnesota. He Thomas was in Philadelphia. He said, you really need to think about doing a Bible study because these young guys, they they need some guidance. They're on that campus. And I'm hearing some 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 issues and some things that are, that are going on. And he's like, if I'll make a phone call, if you will show up, they will be there. And that was Thomas Tepay. He was the older. He was the veteran. Um, he was a rookie in the NFL, but he was a leader with the Gophers. And so he arranged it. We used to do Bible studies at Roy Wilkins. It was that was a dorm on at the U of M. And uh, long story short, we went about six years of doing a Bible study at the U of M campus. For short, we we did a Bible study for six years. It was me, myself, uh, me, myself. It was myself, <laughs> Marion Barber, uh, Lawrence Maroney, Amir Penix, uh, Dom Barber, Marion's brother, he would join us, uh, Willie Van der Steeg. The list goes on. Even uh, what, what year was this, Jim? What year was this? This is uh, it started in 2004. Okay, we went all the way up until about 2009, maybe. My first, my son was born in 2008. We used to bring him too, and so it grew from three or four football players. They brought their girlfriends. The track team came. The basketball team. Um, it, it just it was 40, 50 people on every Thursday night. And wow. we will just open up the Bible. I will bring uh, certain Bible study books. And for about an hour, man, we would just get into it. And so uh, Marion wow. <laughs> used to tease me, or not tease me, he used to crack a joke saying, hey, we have to start calling you Pastor Jim. <laughs> you know, and I would laugh. My wife would laugh. But uh, well, hold on yeah. a minute. I, I got to interrupt you real quick. So what Go were ahead. you, what was your, like, what were you going to, college for then at the time like what was your your major okay now this is years after my playing days and so my major was I was going to be a football coach it was uh okay sports studies was the official major there okay so and, also but, so you were out of school at this point yeah I was out of school yep okay yep I was removed from school about about six years okay okay gotcha. but I stayed local I kept doing ministry and 
uh, those guys, since, you know, I, when I played, a lot of my teammates would join my dad's church in Burnsville. And so that continued, even though I wasn't a player anymore, we would drive down there and we would go from the campus to Burnsville because a lot of the players, they're from out of town. They don't have a church home. And so I always was there for them to know that they had a church home in Minnesota. And through the, through the years, guys would graduate and a new, a, a new freshman class would come in and I would just be there. It, you know, it was word of mouth that, Hey, you don't have a okay. church home, go visit, you know, pastor Jim Bean's church. And that church was called spirit of truth. It was in Burnsville. So, and the reason why I asked what your major was. So when did you go to school for ministry then? So at the time, did you just have the, it was like just a nickname pastor or did you have the actual oh, title? Okay. 2000 was the year that I was ordained at my okay. dad's church. Okay. And so I was a preacher. That's the first time I preached a live sermon. And so 2004, I was four years into it. Okay. And so didn't I didn't go to seminary, but I studied. You know, I was yeah. called to the ministry. Yeah. You know, and, and you basically, uh, there's, you know, some people don't believe in seminary. You know, they believe you have to be called and God will give you gifts. God would, he will give you uh, understanding and uh, the Holy Spirit to break down scriptures. And so I, I truly believe in that also. You, you need to be called by God before you go to seminary. Okay. And I'm such a newbie. I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know really what any of that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, seminary is it's a tool that you can use to help you <clears throat> study the Bible or read the Bible. It's not a it's not a mandatory thing, but it can help you get familiar with the Bible. Would we call and, this like a certificate program? If this was like in the in the college? Yeah, it's it's in an college realm. I'm actually still enrolled. Um, in a, it's called Grace School of the Bible. I just completed my first year, and so I'm waiting for um, this coming week. I'll get enrolled for year number two. It's okay. a three-year course. Gotcha. And so it's been a huge blessing. It definitely helps. But first and foremost, when you're dealing with God's people, you want to be called by God. There's an old saying. Uh, <laughs> Some were called, some were sent, some just packed up and went. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do that with God's people and when it comes to a church. No. So. Oh, man. So so that you said around 2004, was it? 2004? Mm -hmm. 2005. That's when you were doing the, um, the, the Bible nights, the, the Bible right. studies on Thursdays, right? right? Yeah, because I was doing it for four years at the church. Okay, yeah. I was teaching Bible study, teaching Sunday school, and I was on the rotation for preaching uh, at, at the church, the Spirit of Truth. So four years into it, I felt, you know, ready and confident to go back to the university and just share the Word of God with these young players. You know, Mike, uh, every year almost... Players are going to get in trouble. Yeah. 
you know, and, and <laughs> we, we a lot it of it, the news all the time. Yeah, it's always in the news. But yep. a lot of that is due to sin, a, a sinful lifestyle, which, you know, nobody's perfect, but there are things that we can do to prevent certain situations. You know, putting ourselves in, in positions where we, you know, we're we're vulnerable to our environment. And you know, at the college campus, there's no parents. You know, you're you're young adults. There's alcohol. There's drugs. There, there's all everything that we all know about. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, these athletes, the spotlight is put on them. Yep. Well, and let's you be know. honest. I mean, I guess they're considered adults, right? Like. Adult age wise, yeah, <laughs> age wise, <laughs> they're but still developing, they're, yeah, their brains right. are still developing, yeah, exactly. I, I did a couple uh mental health classes and stuff like that in my career, and mm-hmm. um, and I just I'll never forget, you know, being taught that you know, like the, the frontal lobe, especially in young adult males, doesn't even start fully developing until like I, I think like 23 years old, you know, yeah, I, I thought it was 25, but yeah, you're well, you're 23 probably, you're to right. 25, right, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it kind of starts forming at 23, probably fully developed at 25, right? Somewhere around that. And and people, or students are like out of school by then. So your entire time in college, you're not really a mature adult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your, your, your brain isn't matured yet. So, yeah, all the reasoning, all the reasoning skills are, are not there. So, yeah, yeah. Col- college can be interesting. So that, that's cool to hear that you that you put in the time to go work with some of these youth at that most vulnerable time in their life. Mm-hmm. And, and think about this, Mike, uh, the temptation at the college level, it's, it's, it's real, but Marion, I can recall Marion. He talked to me. I think he, before he even talked to his parents or his friends about going to the NFL, really? you know, him and I, we had a, a friendship that was so tight at that time, he was thinking about declaring early to go to the NFL. And so I went to go visit him one time his rookie year with the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, the temptation went times 100. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so. I can't imagine. But uh, why did I mention that? It, it's just something that ministry is so important at any level, but it was great for me to go back to my old stomping grounds to uh, share what I've learned over the years, you know, the the mistakes that I made, uh, some of the things that I, the regrets that I've had, I, I could pass that on and to see those guys, some of them make it to the NFL, Marion, before he passed, he, he was a franchise player, you know, and, and, yeah. um, it, it, and, and on campus, people said a lot of great things about him. So, um, yeah, that's that's part of my background. And in, any uh, questions for me? I I know you probably want to know more. I got a ton, <laughs> man. I mean, I mean I, you and I, we, we haven't known each other that long. So you no. probably got some real questions. No, and that's why, yeah, I'm I, I'm pretending the camera is even here. I just want to know more about you because that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And and I'll be honest, I should have went first because 
your story is going to way overshadow mine. I, I'm no, not that. No, I'm, no, I'm no, not no, that no, interesting. No. I'm not that interesting. So I should. I should. Where did you grow up? We ain't done. We you. We ain't done with you yet. We ain't done with you yet. No. No. So I mean, yeah, we got to like 2004, right? 2005. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 2023 right now. So we got a big, we got a big gap there that I want to know about. <laughs> I want to know about Pastor Jim. So, I mean, I know, I don't know how much we want to talk about, you know, family and stuff here, but, but um, from what I, what I know, your wife, I mean, she grew up in Chicago, right? Yeah, she grew up in Chicago. So like in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, we got husband from Gary, Indiana mm-hmm. and a wife from Chicago. Mm-hmm. You guys got some stories. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking that's two of some of the most notorious rough areas in the United mm-hmm. States. Yeah. Um, and then here you guys come out of of those situations. I, I mean, just the area. I'm not talking about family and stuff, but you come out of that environment and you two are some of the most um, just awesome people awesome people I, I've met. I mean, you guys, you guys, uh, you guys look like the, like the picture perfect family, you know? I mean, you guys, you know, well, I mean, well, you, you said, know. look, you said, look like, okay, we, we might look like that, but that, that's not the case. Well, I don't think anybody's perfect inside, inside the walls or the home, but uh, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, you yeah. guys, you guys, um, yeah, picture perfect family. I mean, you got, you got beautiful kids, beautiful wife. Um, you know, football star husband, like, you know, and, and it's, yeah, it, I think it's so inspiring to hear all that coming out of Gary, Indiana and Chicago. I mean, that's just, yeah. that, I think that's awesome. I think you got a lot of awesome stories to tell and maybe we don't go into it right now because that's a lot of podcast content that we could have later on. So it gives oh, us more stuff to talk about. Cause that's, that's definitely. fascinating to me. That's fascinating. Definitely. And Mike, I got to give credit to the Lord, man, that the Lord has uh, truly blessed us. You know, and, and Keisha's story is a little bit different than mine. You know, she didn't have a father. Her mom, single parent, you know, mom yep. really worked hard and they moved a lot. And, she, you know, maybe we'll bring her on one of these podcasts and so she can share her story. Yeah. But That'd be for awesome. me, I, I consider myself truly blessed. And my parents, they set the bar pretty high. And um, it's something that I I'm a work in progress. You know, I try to strive for excellence. You know, but um, it's just a testament that God, his word is true. His word is proven. Amen. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome to have her on here and get her perspective, what it's like, you know, to I think to grow up in, in that situation and coming from Chicago and then, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and what it's like to uh, to be married to a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. So... Yeah, I mean, shoot, I got I got all sorts of questions. I got all sorts of questions for you. <laughs> I mean, what? So you started. So I know you as the pastor for Valor Ministries, the church that me and my wife just started going to within the last. Well, I think she's been going for two years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even a little longer now. I don't know if she went in two thousand twenty or two thousand twenty one. Um, and I started going after that. Mm-hmm. So, so I've been going you know, shorter time than that. And we um, were praying, we were praying that you would come. Yeah. She told me that. She told me yeah, that. We, we yeah. were praying. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was yeah. praying and she was praying and, you know, with the God, with God's timing and his, his will, you know, 
You know, yeah. Look at you now. You, you, you're, you're the brother. You're, you're a brother now. Well, I, I try. Thank you. I try. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a long road for a while. It was a long, deep, dirty road. I guess we'll call it. It was. Hmm. Yeah, there were some dark days there, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, things are good now. Things are really good. But I mean, so like Valor Ministries. Mm-hmm. When did that start? Uh, Valor Ministries coming out of the pandemic, 2020, the Venar family, and I don't know how many family, three or four families, they had enough with their churches that they were a part of. A lot of pastors went woke. A lot of pastors went with the the CDC recommendations. They were wearing masks. They were doing. Uh, a lot of pastors closed their doors, and it was just uh, uh, Zoom, Skype, or whatever. And so some families are, you know, we've had enough, and so they say, you know, we're just going to meet at the Venar family. You you know, at, in their garage was a really big garage. They have a very beautiful, beautiful home. Beautiful home. Beautiful home. And so they had the space. Uh, Sister Joy Vanar, she said that they ordered 100 chairs. It was delivered. They brought their big screen TV out there. And another friend gave them a sound system. And they were like, well, we'll just meet here until whatever, whatever. Cynthia Schmitz, who lives in Lakeville, she she is uh, the Vanar's uh, sister-in-law. Santa and I went to the same high school. Okay. And so Santa knew that I was a preacher. At the time, I was preaching at uh, Twin Cities Grace Fellowship. And she said, why don't you have Jim visit to be a visiting preacher? You got you got praise and worship. They were watching YouTube videos for praise and worship. And they were like, just invite Jim to come preach a sermon as a visiting preacher. And so she she, you know, arranged that. I came there. And uh, I brought the Bible chart, <laughs> and oh, I just the, began to the, just the big, let, uh, the, the huh? big, um, the the big one that we that we have right now. It was a smaller one. Oh, okay. It's a smaller one. The bigger one we have now. I reordered, got the bigger one, but oh, okay. The smaller one, it, it 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 worked. It's not as nice as the bigger one, but yeah. They began to look at the scriptures. They began to <laughs> uh, let the scriptures be the final authority. And I, I just began to expound upon how to rightly divide the scriptures, second Timothy two fifteen, And they said, can you come back next week? I was like, sure. I'll come back next week. Yeah. And they continued to have me back. And then we, we had a dinner and, and they were like, you know, maybe we should think about starting our own church because we've learned so much with you in these this short amount of time that we've our whole lives at other churches. And so that's pretty much the the story of Valor Ministries. And we began to uh put it all together. You know, uh we're now a, a entity. Uh we are a 508 church. We have uh, uh everything is formulated now and we're looking for a building. Actually we're gonna be looking next week at at a property. So Really? Um, yeah. So that's in a nutshell, that's how we started. And I truly believe that it was God orchestrating all of us, bringing us all together, orchestrating all these different events, you know, and, and to where we are right now. 
Awesome. New property. Oh, man. You're going big time. Well, we'll see. It, it, I don't think it's going to be huge, but, you know, it'll give us an opportunity to to grow. Uh, we want to do something for our youth, for yeah. them to have their own department, you know, especially the, the real little ones, you know, who yeah. have a hard time sitting, <laughs> sitting <laughs> yeah. in chairs and not moving. Yeah. Yeah. Some act, some fun activities, stuff yeah. like that, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I look forward to that. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. I um, the future the future looks good for Valor Ministries. You know, it it does, man. We we have a good group of families who love each other. You know, it's very unique. We didn't know nobody knew anyone. You know, over the year, over the years, it it was like from scratch. Yeah, it was like. Complete strangers. Yep. And, but we opened the Bible and we began to study it together. And, um, you know, when you're spending time with each other and sharing your, your thoughts and your beliefs, and it's, 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 it's no accident that we had very, we're like-minded on a lot of issues, you know, and that includes politics and government and what's going on in the world. And, you know, it's just been a blessing, man. I, I'll say this, Mike, that if it wasn't for this church, I think Keisha and I, we we would probably relocate. You know, we would sell our house and we will go to another state that was warm and mm-hmm. we felt felt uh was a better fit for us politically. Because <laughs> Keisha and I, we've lived under certain policies. We know what it's like. We know the mentality. We know uh, what goes on, and we we see it coming down the pipe. So yeah. this church is the only thing keeping us here in in this state. Yeah, yeah, for uh, at least me, nine years. Me, me, <laughs> me and my me, me and my wife are the exact same way. We got we got the church, and we got we got some family and friends, and that's that's it. Because mm. not everything coming down the pipeline just doesn't look good in this state but it is what it is i'm glad i mean we do have some good people fighting for us right i mean do you want to talk about that a little bit Uh, talk about your uh your political venture that you made oh uh well you mean as far as when i ran for office or yeah yeah i mean we got good people like you fighting the good fight yeah i I did (laughs) i did i I, obviously i came up short or according to what they said i came up short there was definitely some shenanigans going on, but there are people who want to stay and fight and get Minnesota back on track. Uh, it's going to be very difficult because uh, all three branches are controlled by one party. But um, how, how can I say it? There, we do have some people who are doing a good job and and trying to hold the line. Yep. And so... Uh, I think myself, I think I will always stay involved. I will stay informed and I will probably support the next person up. But to be honest, my focus is my my family, this ministry, you know, and, and getting ready for retirement. Those are the things that I'm going to try to focus on, my family, our church, and, and, and retirement. 
Awesome. Well, and, and as you were saying that, and you said, you know, you didn't make it very far or you didn't, you didn't make it to where you want to go. Well, the first name that popped in my head was Dan Bongino. I mean, he, <laughs> and look at him. He looks like he's doing pretty good. He is doing really good. I, I listen to him every week and, yeah. it, and it, he it, does it, a great job of, of the research and, yeah, you know, just keeping everyone informed and that, yeah. you know, and I pray for him and, and his health issue. He, he's an honest guy. You, very rarely do you see the honesty that that he has. So yeah, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> well, he's it's it's funny because I I forgot what position he ran for. Did he did he run for? Um, I think he went for Congress. Did he go for Congress? Congress? Okay, okay. In a, in a in a different area, which was was he he knew it was an uphill battle and well, kind of um, like kind of like you here, right? Yeah. I mean, here it's yeah. it's the same thing. We're, we're I mean we're very it's a very blue area, very blue you know. Very blue yeah. state. So, um, but yeah, when you were saying that, I mean, it's, I'm kind of, kind of thinking in my head, like, well, <laughs> you, even though you didn't, you didn't win, it does. I mean, there's, there's other, there's other big people out there that didn't win also, and they've moved on to yeah. really big things. You know, I AKA think overall, Bond, I, you know. I achieved a lot, or I should say our campaign achieved a lot. We won two of the districts. Absolutely. And, um, uh, I think I got 44% and the other person got 56 or whatever it was, but yeah, it was somewhat close 5,000 votes short, you know, plus the shenanigans, <laughs> plus shenanigans, plus, the, I mean, the area, right. I mean, we're, it's, 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 it's a blue area. And Mike, know? we, we could talk off air, but there were things yeah. that were brought to me that night that I couldn't believe what was going on behind the scenes. Well, it's it, well. You mentioned earlier that, and, and you you mentioned the name Cinta, right? Yeah. And if I remember right, she ran for some sort of political position. School board. Was school it school board? board? Yeah. And there were some shenanigans there too, right? Some big yeah. shenanigans. Yeah. Like threats and yeah, like stalking issues and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're we're a small town. We're small, but man, we got we we got big issues. You know this this political stuff. <laughs> it runs yeah. deep. And yeah. I think my my uh, my personal viewpoint, and we we can move on because I I'll go down a rabbit hole. Oh, we so can my, yeah, we could do this all day. <laughs> my personal viewpoint is if we can go in a grocery store, buy a hundred items, scan it electronically. And then also print out a receipt. We should be able to do that with when it comes to voting. You'd think, right? The, sounds, the, technology, the technology is there where we can electronically scan everything, get a paper printout, and then see where we are within the number of all the voters. We could be that accurate, but I don't think that... Uh, those in position want that accuracy. There's a lot of shenanigans. <laughs> we, we, yes, we have the technology. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. That's a whole different, that's a whole different topic, isn't it? Yeah. But and thank God for uh, 2000 mules. That was a, a eye opener. I don't know if you've seen that documentary yet. I didn't yet. Um, yeah. You, you, you gotta see it. Yeah. I know. I know what it's all about. And I heard things. You, you really gotta good see thing. it for yourself. You gotta see it yep. for yourself. Yep, yep. I, I'll have to watch that someday. Because um, the same technology they use in that documentary is what police officers use for crime scenes. Oh, was it? Yeah, that cell phone can be tracked. 
It could be tracked. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, we, and that's we know what they, what they were doing. We know what they were doing. Oh, you're right. You know what? I think I do remember them talking about that. So they were talking about yeah, like yeah, locating the cell phone, and they were so that's how they they kind of found yep. out that there were shenanigans, right? They were yep. they could track some of the cell phones and and all the and they could see that they were in the area of the voting machines. Is that how that went? Yeah, something were, like that. They were going to an office. They were collecting all the ballots, the harvest, the ballots harvesting. Yeah. Taking yep. and stuffing the uh, the privately owned ballot boxes. <laughs> privately owned ballot boxes. Privately owned ballot. You know, Zuckerberg threw millions into it. Cameras are supposed to be watching it, but sometimes the cameras weren't even on, or they were pointing somewhere. It, you got to see it, man. You, you I really got to watch gotta it. See it. I'll you watch gotta it. See it. I, I was all in watching it before, and then you know, life gets in the way, and then we don't, and then. You know, yeah. new Star Wars episodes come on, and we watch those instead, or something. <laughs> and then we forget yeah. about we forget about um, those shows. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I yeah, we got to watch that. So, 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 brother Mike, yeah, I got to be honest with you. uh Oh, <laughs> I thought we were gonna do about a twenty minute introduction. Yeah, and I, I was planning on playing some basketball today. You want to go play basketball? I was gonna play some basketball. I gotta get the cardio in. Go get it in. We can we can let's, finish. Let's uh let's resume because I got questions for you. I wanna know more about I wanna know more about you too. Let's do that. Let's do that. Well, we can stop right now. You go play some basketball. Get get your cardio in. And <laughs> uh and then uh yeah, we can we can come we can come back with me. I mean, my story is going to be short. I I got nothing. I got no. I, got, no, I, I got, got some questions. I, I I got some. You say you got nothing, but yeah. I got some questions that's going to be like, okay, all right, we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> I, hey, I you know what? I'd much rather answer questions than talk about myself freely. You know, I'd rather answer mm-hmm. questions about myself. That that's a lot easier than me trying to come up with a cool story. So, <laughs> um, I'll have to make and, sure. And I don't that think I, you realize. I don't think you realize. For a pastor like me, for you to come to our ministry, enjoy it enough to say, you know, I want to be a part of this. When you could have said, for whatever reason, no, I don't want to be a part of this. And my wife is not going to be a part of this. For God to touch your heart, to be with us. That's I want to call it a trophy, but that is such an encouragement for a pastor to see. You know, and I don't think you realize how much of encouragement you are to me and for our local assembly, local assembly. And so Oof. I got some questions, man. I, I want to know what it was like, you know, for your wife to go to a church and for you to say, eh. And then eventually for you to say, okay, I'll come. And then for you to to be a part of us you know that's 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 every pastor's goal and dream is to to see people come who want to be there you know what i mean yeah hang on i'm sorry i got dumb dogs that's all right probably probably an amazon package huh hey they're barking at me they're like who's in that who's in that room um i'll tell you what i'll tell i'll tell you anything i'll answer anything truthfully i'm an open book Mm-hmm. Um, my, my story runs a little, a little deep with, with some of my faith, um, my faith based issues, I'll say too, you know, the, some of the issues I had with, with faith and in Christianity and religion in general, um, mm-hmm. they go back, I don't want to say young, but mm-hmm. young adulthood, 
um yeah i got i got all sorts of i got i got stories um, and, and, and that's why i said that us doing a podcast will be great because we're gonna bridge a gap of like what you just said you had your differences you had your viewpoints i was like i said a, a product of the church mm-hmm. you know and i had my experiences i think the two of us is gonna be able to touch a wide variety of people we're gonna cover a lot of viewpoints yeah you know, and we'll bring on guests too who help us cover even more viewpoints and then letting okay. the the bible b-i-b-l-e basic instructions before leaving earth letting that. that be the final authority on how uh the future or even now how, how we're how we can really experience life with the Savior, with his word okay. leading us, his Holy Spirit guiding us. You know, what are the benefits? You know, what is life with him and what is life without him? So it's going to be great, man. It is, I'm really looking forward to it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, I hopefully the future is going to be bright for this podcast. Um, even if we can reach to two people, right? One person would be awesome. Two people would be great. Um, that's kind of the the purpose, right? If we can change one or two minds, we, we did our job, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not even us changing. It's us presenting. There you and go. And the word of God, that's what changes us. It's, his word is a living word. And when we read his word and we think about his word, if we if, if we accept his word, It'll transform our life. And that's why we were talking about Romans 12. You know, we'll be conformed. We'll be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And his word does that. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Amen. Well, Pastor Jim, we need to get you on the basketball court. So we can't, we we can't be delaying that. So I think we got some good things going. I think what I'm going to do is I think we're going to make this its own episode with you. Because that in okay. forty minutes, that's pretty good. So we'll make this its own episode, and then we'll do a a part two with my story, huh? Sounds good. We can do that. So maybe I'll just get this one uploaded right away, so people can learn about you. Um, okay. Keep it, you know, in forty minutes. That, that's a good podcast. That way, we don't we don't bore them with uh, with my ending. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll do that. We'll, we'll get it going with you, and then yeah, we'll uh, whenever you got time, we'll uh, we can talk about me. Okay. How's that sound? Hey man, I, I appreciate it. That sounds good. And this is uh this is gonna be, you know, this is gonna be set where we, we keep this going. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully we get people interested and they can um they can give us some topics too, right? right. Um I wanna know what, what people want. I know what I want to talk about, and I'm sure you know what you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it'd be kind of cool if we can get people emailing us or contacting us through the apps and saying Hey, what do you think about this? Or I disagree with you on this. Why don't you, you know, I want to hear your side or your story. And that, that's kind of what all this is about. So. Amen. Cool, man. All right. Well, yeah, go, uh, go shoot some hoops and, um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go work in the garage. So. <laughs> all right. All right. Till next right. time. Till next time. All right, man. Have a good one. All right, brother. God bless. Yep. God bless. Thank you.